It's time. I gotta do what you did. It is time. Isn't that what Rafiki says? Mm-hmm. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I am one of your hosts, Jeff. And I'm the other host, the other Jake. Yeah. I just realized that <laughs> L- Logan's in here. <laughs> oh, what's up, Logan? Hey, Logan. He's like, let me out of here. Um, entertain, Jake, quick, entertain. So I was... Uh, <clears throat> I locked the door so the foster son doesn't get in here. So I had to. Nice. So we are pay no attention to a stalling for time. Pay no attention to a stalling for time. Hey, I'm one of the hosts, Jeff. And I'm the other host, a Jake. Jake, BT dubs. BT dubs. Yeah, BT by dubs. The, by the way, that's what you usually mm-hmm. say because you respond to my intro. Yes, just, it whatever, was, dude. Just boom. Uh, before, before we really begin, though, I okay. need to give a shout out to Andrew Dillard. Oh, okay. Yeah, that dude. I am. I just want to say like how impressed I am. with yeah. His like wood, like his wood. Like, you like the way he handles his wood? I do. He handles it so well. Yeah. Wait till you see his wood all <laughs> glossed up. We're polishing it. Just really well polished. <laughs> Just getting both hands in it. Yeah. Uh, no, but seriously, like his uh, laser engraving, is that what he's doing? Yeah, that's so cool. And it's like as someone who is constantly looking for something to like. Outlets. Outlets to yeah. do. Like I can really like, I don't know, seeing him do that and like what he's made for us. Mm-hmm. Super cool. Really happy for him. Yeah. Sounds like he's really enjoying and it. And he's so. been kind of promoting the show a little bit and like telling others about it. And yeah. that's all I really that, care about. That's and that's that's a homie. That's a homie right there. That is a a homie. So anyway, I'm sorry to have cut you off. No, I totally wanted, I just, fine. Uh, but I was going to poo poo your shout out, but then it's like one of my oldest friends. Give I one of the give, We got to give the shout outs to the people who uh, who show uh, love. Who show love? So yeah, it's very it. rare we get love. <laughs> hey, Jesse uh, Jesse Osborne. He he's ho- always sharing, he's, he's and he's homie. always listening. He's a homie, and I always try to tell him stories. And he's like, "Yeah, I heard." I'm like, "Oh, okay, yeah. Well, I appreciate you listening, <laughs> Jesse. You're the best Jesse that I know." <laughs> <laughs> wow, that shot's fired. No, it is shots fired because the other one, I don't even know him really anymore. Um, <laughs> Sad. Do you, do you frequent? Big lots? Yes. No, I was going to say your local extra mile, but um, <laughs> uh, oh, that's a that's a throwback. Yeah, joke. it is. <clears throat> do you frequent? Like, do you have you ever gone to like a theater show? Yes. Okay. Like what? What have you seen? Hamilton. Uh, no, I did not see okay. Hamilton. Kylie saw Hamilton. Do you like musicals? Um. Yes. Okay. Yes, I do. Um, I have constant. It's one of those things I always tell myself. Like, I really have enjoyed the ones I've gone to. Okay. And I'm like, I should go and see more musicals. Mm. And then I just don't. don't. So, yeah, it's yeah. just one of those things that's just not on my radar. But I do really enjoy them. The few that I've been to, I really enjoy. And you're not seeking these out to go. Someone's saying, hey, do you want to go? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I went to Stomp. Okay. Um, and that was pretty good. Okay. Use of trash can lids, pretty mm-hmm. solid. 
Uh, and then I went to the coolest one I ever I've ever seen was I saw it in Seattle, mm. and um, w- and we we went as a jazz we went as a jazz band okay. when we were up there for a jazz band like competition mm-hmm. thing, and it was the story of Buddy Holly. Oh, okay. And it was all live music, and it was really live band. Yeah, and they were so they not only With were storytelling they, and acting uh-huh, oh so well done okay so well done because it yeah i mean i just did not know that at that time i did not know the history of early rock and roll mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh buddy holly just such a cooler person than elvis oh okay how do you feel about like the theater environment uh it's one of those things that someone i know where you're going with this <laughs> but for me uh for me it's one of those things that like when you're there yeah it's it's one of those places that I think the atmosphere should shut up normal people. Like there's like there's like a power there's almost like a power to yes. it. Like there's a stage, right? And you're mm-hmm. the audience. You're there to see something, mm-hmm. not make it about yourself. So what about like what is the difference, do you think, um, between like a live show performance and like film? Because there are people who who shout during live shows but also shout during like movies. Mm-hmm. The only time that it's ever been uh, acceptable to me is going oh, to yeah. a room, yeah, because that's Tommy like a, that's part of it. Yeah, and that's yeah, yeah. part of the experience. You go there knowing that's part of the experience. Yeah. But if you're like a dude who talks during movies, yeah, you go f the right off, like oh okay. f right off, like um, you suck. Yeah, I always so this is like this has always been my thing. So Jen and I have always noticed that our thing that we've always just been blessed with and it's not much um it's always like beating lines we'll always beat a line and we'll always be like first in line we'll turn around there's like 50 people behind us and we're like it's a great superpower but the counter to that superpower is always at any observing event being sat next to or dealing with the obnoxious viewers, oh. whether that's going and seeing Iron Man three, mm-hmm. whether that's going to a Trailblazer game, or whether that's going to a comedy show, we always get sat next to the obnoxious one. Iron Man three, this it, it had just come out. It was opening weekend. The person who sat next to us, we were twenty one and over at. Cinetopia, mm, and okay. so, so you you would expect that you're getting a little bit better environment. Environment, yes. You're not getting kids. Feet up, chilling. No, the dude. Next to you, the, or well, behind you. There's a thing so you can put your feet up. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Cinetopia. It's well, been the, a while since I've been there. So, the guy next to me was sit, was by himself, sitting next to another couple, and they were like drinking wine and stuff. Like how. Busy was the theater. It was packed. Oh, it was it's packed. opening weekend okay. for Iron Man three. Um, I guess this was pre pandemic, so movie yeah, theaters yeah. actually used to and get best of the Iron Mans. Um, what? <laughs> I've seen all the Iron Mans. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot of hot. It's not good. A lot of hot Avengers takes, but I can tell you that that's a bad one. It's so bad. <laughs> so I can already tell this is not going to go well for the guy next to us. He is in flip flops. Feet up. Oh, no. Snaggle toes, dude. No, Just gnar toes in the air. The snaggle. And I'm like, oh, those are rough. But like, like, you need a grinder to jungle, file them down. Like, welcome to the jungle. 
all discolored and stuff. No, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. Gnarly. Oh, man. Front what time of year is this? Uh, I don't know. I'm sure it was in May, right? Most of those Iron Man movies came out in May. I'm going to say May 3rd. Check me on that. I bet I'm right. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> so, first first few minutes the movie i don't think it had even started at this point and i'm noticing snaggle toes i'm noticing like a little little awkwardness right like wiggling his toes he's just yeah just rubbing them together and stuff he knocks over the woman's wine next to him and spills it all over her oh no was she wearing white i don't know but it was a red wine for sure and she's like, oh, oh my God, I'm still stuffing popcorn in his face. He is not. I swear. While, while he's apologizing, this he's, is what I get for my superpower. He's this is my his payment. Face. Yes. You, sh- you should return your superpower to whoever grants superpowers and asks, it's, like, this shit ain't it's worth the it. the wizard from de- Shazam. Dude. If I got to deal with this. So, I, yes, I, dude. I'll stand in line. I'm so sorry. Stuffing his face. I, dude, her, I'm surprised her husband didn't say anything. I mean, everyone was annoyed. Everyone was annoyed. So then we get through the whole movie, and the whole movie, he, I, I don't know how many times this dude has seen this movie, but he's quoting it. It's opening weekend. Big Tony Stark fan. Yeah, huh? and he's quoting it. And so then you know at the end of the Iron Man 3, spoilers. <laughs> if you're worried about that one being spoiled, I've gotten it. Like, what, dude? It's I relevant. Just, <laughs> that one is the, probably the one of the least relevant of any yeah. movies. So you know at the end when he destroys all the suits? Yes. And they're like all exploding all over. Mm-hmm. This guy, as soon as that starts happening, he's seen this movie. He knows this is going to happen. And he goes, for those of you watching, you get the full effect. For those of you not, get on Spotify and check us out every week when our video is live on Friday. On Spotify. But he's going like this. Pointing and shooting at the screen as they explode across the screen. And he's there by himself. By right? himself, in between two couples. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. So that is my curse for my power. So like um, Cinetopia, you could pick your own seat. Now. The, not then. No. 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 Times have changed, say, I was going to say, if you are a single person, yeah. you take you take the end of an aisle. Yes, absolutely. Or the front. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. Shame on you for going to a movie alone. Yeah. That's weird. I also love theater. I love mm. musicals. When I was a kid, my mom, I don't know where she got these hookups, working for the county, new people. Sure. Um, she would always take us to the children's theater. Oh. And we would always go and see these productions. Um, Huck Finn, I think, and just a bunch of them. Sure. A bunch. All the time. Like once every few months we'd go. Okay. So we went regularly and we loved it. It was like. You know, we, here you lost your dad, but let's go to a theater. <laughs> so we, we would go to these shows all the time. You're um, having fun, right? Yeah, I promise, Mom. Can I have candy? We can't afford it. <laughs> so, God. Um, we'd always go to these shows. And then I really don't know where my love for musicals came from um, at all, honestly. I just, I don't I honestly don't know where it came from, but... I remember I was in a musical once, and this ties into a question that we're going to have later. Let me when we when we ask the question about the twenty year embarrassment, ah. bring up musicals, okay? Okay. Okay. Mental note. <laughs> I'll also take a literal note here, and then the audience can watch me 
musicals. Is that is that the uh, the, the boogie board you got from work? Yeah. Nice. What do you think? I'm just they buying had, my own boogie boards? They had ni- That's a nicer one than I was issued. <laughs> what was that pen day. and paper? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> um, so I love musicals, but there is something about being, you know, but even in a band, right? Even in jazz band, even in choir, mm-hmm. there is something about etiquette that is naturally implied. It's weird how naturally implied it is. There's yeah. no strict like. There's sometimes instructions where they're like, mm-hmm. hold your applause till the end, which rarely happens. People don't ever do it, right? Um, but there is this almost implied silence like during the show. You don't talk. It's live. Like you can literally spoil the show mm. by being obnoxious at a show. Okay. Um, my stepdad is the kind of individual who, in between songs and a choir concert, will yell, Yeah, go Alex! Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And embarrasses her and everybody else that's sitting near him. <laughs> well, he loves his granddaughter. He loves her. But that is, that is, that is, that's not the worst. That no, I mean, you're not interrupting something. You're not interrupting the show. Yeah. Um, it's passable, but still. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing that I regularly do is go to comedy shows. Okay, and I know this about you. I love stand-up comedy. I love the art. I love the science of joke construction and fine-tuning it to find out the right punchline or the right cadence to get that laugh. Mm. To maximize laugh, what do you got to do to construct that joke? I thought it was just funny people <laughs> standing on a stage. Dude, if it was, I'd be a millionaire right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to The Goat. This weekend. It's funny that you call him the goat. I had never heard of this dude. Dude, I had heard of him barely. Barely. I had heard of his show that he used to have on HBO. But that was really the extent mm. of what I've heard of him. Okay. But in my exploration of comedians, I kept hearing that Dave Attell is this this sentence. Dave Attell is your com- favorite comedian's favorite comedian. Okay, kind of like Jimmy Eat World is everybody's favorite band. Yeah, Jimmy Eat World is the band that is your favorite band's favorite band. Uh, so that was always said about Dave Attell. And I was like, that. I don't. I mean, I don't really know Dave Attell, but then my buddy was like, hey, do you want to go see Dave Attell? This was about six months ago. And I was like, sure. So I started like listening to some of his stuff. It was okay. Okay. It's older stuff. Nothing. There is literally almost nothing new. From him. No specials or anything. Really? So, I was looking at all his older stuff. I'm like, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. And I went, and comedy was ruined for me six months ago when I saw him. He is by far, and my friend said, don't quit hyping him up, dude, because if people go and see him, they're going to be like, yeah, he's all right. I don't give a shit what you think. He I, he is, he brings me so much joy. Mm. Just uh, just his and he's so different from his comedy special that there's one that just was was just released on YouTube that is like his special that was on audio tape so and I listened to that before I ever watched it um and it's okay but I can see the very early just resemblance of what he is now like you mm. can see how he got to where he is now from those early like mannerisms constructions and and approaches to comedy anyways so he came back last weekend 
And my buddy's like, dude, are you going to go? And I said, I will never miss him. If you are going, great. Buy tickets. I'll pay you back. If not, I'm buying tickets and I'm going. Um, so he bought four tickets. He had a date and then I was going to bring Jen. I was giddy. Just could not wait for this night. Could not. And he's like, dude, my date bailed on me. And I was like, okay. And he goes, I'm going to ask my buddy, my other buddy, and see if he wants to go. If he doesn't want to go by seven, like, do you have anyone who'd want to go? And I was like, let me throw some lines out there. So I asked Dimitri, and I asked the second best Jesse. And both were denials. So I was like, well, who, who would go and have a good time? Who hasn't gone out? So I asked my neighbor. Who, being, being neighborly. Which... Being neighborly. We went to high school together. I used to be a supervisor. Oh, I didn't know you guys went to high school together. Yeah, we I did. We worked together. I did not know you went to high school together. <laughs> yeah, I used to be that bitch's boss. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so I know that his wife gets to go out and do friends, friend stuff and gets to go and have a good time. And he's always hanging out with his daughter. His daughter was bawling when he went. So ultimately, I was like, hey, dude, do you want to go? And he's like, I'd love to go. And I even prefaced with you're aware of etiquette right you're like you're not like a a heckler right and he's like nah dude i'm cool like it'll be fine and i'm like sweet let's go so he's like do you want a shot and i'm like sure so we took a shot at his house and we're just hanging out waiting for the it was 10 o'clock show we're waiting around we're having a good time i don't know how many t- shots he took but by the time we got to the show he's drunk by the time he got to the show oh yeah Damn. <laughs> Which whatever, if that's your vibe, like I wanted I wanted I wanted to take a shot and have a beer because it loosens it's the social lubricant. It makes his jokes funnier. <laughs> Maybe that's why I think it's so funny. <laughs> but I know that like I wanna just I don't wanna I don't wanna be inhibited by any like feeling uncomfortable or awkward or fat as people staring at me. I get like that sometimes. So we get there and <laughs> I should say this. We're in line, and for the first time ever, the club has, like, a a metal wand, and they're wanding people. And Matt's like, that's strange, dude. I've never seen them do that. Well, Homeboy had, we'll call him 503. 503 had a flask on him. And he's like, oh, shit. And I'm like, dude, they're not going to let you take that in there. And I was like, but if you're going to sit outside while we go enjoy the show, nothing is spoiling this for me. So he, like, pounded the rest of the flask. Yes, he also brought a flask. He pounds the rest of the flask and just tosses it in the bushes. And it was like, I'll get it later if it's still there. We go into the show. And first act is a local. She's, uh, she's kind of, They almost operate as, like, a host. They kind of intro intro the show. They do their bit. And then they introduce the following comics. The headliners, if you will. Mm. So she comes up and dude is already saying like, (laughs) you're right. Like out loud. And I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. Now, I'm only being so harsh because if you're doing it now, Mm -hmm. you're going to do it later. And if you spoil my wet dream of Dave Vettel, I will burn your house down if it wasn't attached to mine. (laughs) So, I will just say that 
I'm gonna I'm gonna out him because this is the shame you get. I wasn't gonna go so hard, but you know what? This is what you get. This is say what you mean. And sometimes his wife listens, this, so you can tell him. This isn't say what you. This is not pull your punches. Yeah, this is not pull. Oh, I like that. Say what you mean, dude. We should get a bumper sticker. I like that. You're a marketing genius. You're hired. Um, nice. <laughs> so then the next few comics start coming up and. He starts talking a little more out loud, and there's someone next to him who's like, dude, don't worry about it. Like, have fun. Encouraging it. That guy's a douche, because he just wants to... That guy just wants... That's the dude who wants to see the world burn. Yes. Let's see if we can get these people kicked out. And I am now, like, across the table, shut your fucking mouth. If you get us kicked out... I will murder you. And then Matt's like, dude, he's not going to get us kicked out. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, if anything, they'll just kick him out. Easily feeling all, all, a little bit better, right? I'm like, dude, if you get kicked out, you're going to sit outside and wait for us or call for a ride. And then he's on his phone texting during the sets. It's very, very strict rule. Do not turn your phones off. Mm-hmm. They don't want anybody filming. The potential of anybody, you know, these guys are working on their jokes, guys and gals and other non-binary folk are working on their (laughs) jokes. And it's if they do want to record a special and their jokes get leaked, now it's ruined and nobody finds that special funny because it's already heard it. So he's on his phone and I'm like, dude, put your phone away. And he's like, I'm texting. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. So then... Can you move tables? No. It's a sold-out show, dude. And we're we're front row. Were you guys helium? Was this helium? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So, Louis Katz comes out. Louis Katz is a comedian who's been touring with Dave for a while. He was there the last time I saw him. I'm excited to see Louis because he was, he was solid. And Louis comes out, and he's making all these jokes. He's making all these jokes. And then 503... Yells out randomly in Louis makes this joke and like in the cadence of his comedy takes a breath and is about to get into his next joke and the dude I'm with yells dynamite and Louis just looks at the crowd and goes dynamite is there anybody else here who would like to yell some random catchphrase from 50 years ago (laughs) and then and then he says and this what broke me dude. He goes, I guess I'll just punch through my jokes and not take any any breaths or breaks. Acknowledging the fact that he is well aware now that the cadence and construction of his set is now possibly destroyed by somebody wanting to yell random shit out. Like, I don't understand the mindset of being like, you know what I want to say? Dynamite. <laughs> don't know. And like. Louis doesn't really do crowd work. That's not his thing. He's very, like, here's my set. And he, I've seen him do some roast stuff with uh, uh, Dave before, uh, like, at each other. But he's, he doesn't do crowd work, really, mm. at all. Yeah. I could respect that. Yeah. I'd have a hard time with that, too, mm-hmm. if I were a comedian. I feel like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To, it's witty. you got to be mm-hmm. quick, right? So Dave comes on. Now, at this point, homie has been told by me, elbowed by Matt. And told at least once by staff to keep it down. Staff actually came over? Yes. That's that bad, huh? Oh, yeah. And they came all the way up front. Yes. And said, hey, Is hey. it dim light? It's, the- it's light on the stage, dim and dark the whole rest of the room. Oh, so they can't actually see no. the person. No. Okay. So, they just hear 
coming. Yeah. <laughs> so Dave comes on the show and it's Dave's time. And I you should have seen me, Jake. I was like literally just like so excited to see just to see him. And I was closer than I was last time, front row. I was sitting in the back last time. I'm this this old bearded old man, salt and pepper, like I'm so excited. I love you, Dave. Oh, I like I was trying so hard not to just scream it or like flash him or throw him my panties or something. <laughs> I wanted to do it all. Um I'm I'm love him so much. And Dave is built different. Dave has been a comedian for decades and he does crowd work. He is optimally prepared for homeboy. So he's like, is there anybody from out of town? And crickets nobody's from out of town and which is crazy to me because portland is just i feel like filled with out-of-towners really well maybe not people well is it a destination (laughs) no i consider it out of towners if you didn't if like you moved here in the last couple of years oh okay i'm I'm sure i guess i guess i'm not that's not what he meant yeah i don't think that that's how it was interpreted either um so crickets and then dude yells 503 and Dave goes, 503, what's that? And he goes, area code. And he goes, area code for where? And he goes, Portland. <laughs> and the whole crowd just like starts dying. And he's just like, all right, dude, we'll get you back to the halfway house as soon as the show's <laughs> over. Like just boom, gets him, boom, gets him. There's a lot of those in Portland. But now Dave has identified somebody that he can turn to for answers that he can just shred to bits he knows that he's there and if dave's like caught in a bind not that dave's ever caught in a bind everything is calculated because it's dave but if he's like making these jokes making these jokes he's like i need a i need an obnoxious answer 503 where you at with this and then he would just say something dave turns talks about oral sex on women (laughs) and he's like how do we feel about that how do you guys feel about that and then he's like is there a right way to do it is there a wrong way to do it and he's like 503 where you at and then he yells, up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right. The contra code, right? Yeah. BA select start. Dave goes, oh, 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 hold on. Some of us need to write this down. <laughs> like, Dave is a genius. He's a genius, dude. But it didn't stop. The yell, like, if Dave calls on you, by all means, the floor is yours. Even if you are an obnoxious heckler. In my view, if, if it had only then been limited to the time that Dave called on him, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been as annoyed or irritated. But it wasn't. Mm. At one point, the staff comes over and Dave goes, hey, 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 don't, don't kick him out. Do not kick him out. Because of the reason that I told you. Mm. I think Dave knew that that was gold right there. And I'm going to keep striking that because everybody is on the same page as me with that guy. <laughs> so Dave said, don't, no, 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 kick him out. Leave him. Was there any shame at this point from 503? Zero. There never was. Wow. Never was. And and and, and this is where I'm like flabbergasted. The so, the set's winding down. He's You can tell Dave's getting towards the end of it. And then he goes, hey, hey, Dave. Hey, Dave. And you can audibly hear, shut the fuck up, man. Shut the fuck up. People are booing him. And he goes, what's up, man? And he goes, what's your favorite restaurant to eat at in Portland? And the whole room just starts booing him. He asked David Tell what is his favorite restaurant to eat at? Yeah. Did Dave answer? 
I, I don't even remember. Well. <laughs> and like at that point, the room is done. They're over it. Shut up. So we get in the car and Matt, Matt and homie are like feuding because Matt kept are the, elbowing are, are him. Are they buddies? No. They used to work together, mm. but they are like, it's not more of acquaintances, right? Sure. Matt used to be his supervisor. Oh. <laughs> so <clears throat> Matt had been elbowing him like, dude, stop, dude, stop, dude, stop, dude. He's like, stop effing elbowing me, dude. And I'm like, dude, you're getting elbowed because you've been warned by everybody in the building. Knock it off. But he didn't. So then we dropped Matt off. And but he, he didn't. We dropped Matt Famous off. Last words. And he's like, hey, man, I was, I'm pr- pretty pissed that he kept elbowing at me. Elbowing Wait, he thought me. he was going to get an ally? Yes. He, I, he, he thought he was so like, yes. he was so like in his own world that when Matt left, he interpreted that as, oh, we're going to talk some yeah, shit. Yeah. It's like, no, dude. You, you. Yep. If you had been dropped off first, there was going to be a shit talking. Oh yeah, there was going to be a shit talking session. I'm texting Matt, dude. Like, I'm so sorry, and he's like, "It's all good, dude." I turn on the. This is full dad mode, dude. I turn on the. Did you hit him with a? I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Uh, almost like almost. that was borderline. Like that was what I was saying without saying it. Mm. It was more like, "Did you have fun tonight?" Well, yeah, I had a good time. Can you tell me what you did wrong tonight? Yeah, I I didn't behave 100% like I should have. 100% tries 0%, <laughs> dude. I just got I just wanted to acknowledge that maybe what he didn't do was appropriate, and he did. He's like, "But but Dave liked it." And I'm like, "He genuinely thinks he liked it." No, oh, okay. D- Dave 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 had you as a mark, dude. Yeah. Not as... Dave was playing you. <laughs> you were a marionette and you didn't even know it. Yeah, I mean, I get... I don't know. Yeah, that that's hard because there's there gets to a point when, like... Have you seen the Sponge, SpongeBob SquarePants episode? Mm. The Ripped Pants episode? Where Sounds Sp- familiar. So the first time SpongeBob he's doing something and he accidentally rips his pants okay. everybody dies laughing mm-hmm. so then he gets this thing where he's going to continue to rip his <laughs> pants and and eventually gets to the point where everybody's just tired of it yeah and they all abandon even sandy abandons oh. spongebob yeah and then he has this whole bit about singing about the fool who ripped his pants mm-hmm. i feel like this is kind of that syndrome Dave is probably if he does crowd work, he's probably cool with a heckler once or twice, so he can make that mark. Yes. But then it's kind of like then shut the fuck up until I call on you. Yes. Not every time there's a a breath yes. or a break, nobody wants nobody wants that. Yeah. You got to have at least a, that minimal amount of awareness. Yeah. Like even if you're drinking, be that aware. Mm-hmm. I continued to drink that night and. Was far more sober than both these clowns. <laughs> I'm like, how are you guys this drunk? What is wrong with you? Uh, must not get out much. I, I I don't know. It was bad. It was bad. But it didn't spoil it because at some point I was like, Jen, like, how are you so chill right now? She's like, I'm just pretending like he's not with our group. And I'm like, good call. So then I did. That's good on you for being able to make that mental switch yeah i don't know if i could it was hard it was hard for the first three comedians but then once it was dave it was like all right i, I can't let anything spoil so this. it started at 10 how late did this go i think i got home at one 
Okay. So yeah. He, so like Dave was on for like an hour, maybe, maybe. the other one, yeah, so like half hour, forty five minutes. Yeah. Okay. And then we stayed after a little bit and met him, and mm. I got a poster signed by him. Saw your picture on the yeah. Instagrams. <laughs> about it he signed it and he goes to sign it and he goes what's your name and i go jeff and he goes and writes a jan i go ah! i go it's g-e-o-f-f and he goes oh gee off and i go yeah the right way dave and then he like <laughs> you, I'll, I'll show it to you i'll post a picture mm-hmm. uh he kind of like scribbled over the j nice <laughs> but he's like awesome night it was so fun it was so fun and i will never miss his show ever again that's great yeah he, he's a genius glad you've got something it's it's such a something for me. Mm-hmm. Like I've even tried to like watch other comedians since then, or like looked ahead at other shows. And Maria Bamford is a comedian I really like, and I'm just like, yeah, but she's not Dave. <laughs> I just like, but who give is? me Dave? That's all I want. So I just I I talked to you a little bit about this prior, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like you you threw in some new tidbits I hadn't heard. Yeah, yet, so. yeah. It's just it's just. Respect the space. Respect the yeah. artists. Yeah. Like, they're not knuckle draggers. These are professionals. Yeah. Like, their job is to professionally make you laugh. Mm-hmm. But you think that you're going to take over that role and up them? Yeah. I, no. I, I, yeah, I yeah. It's a. It's definitely a, a, a... I paid to be here, so I'm going to get my money's worth however I f- see fit kind dude, of mentality. Eat, eat a mozzarella stick and shut the fuck <laughs> up, dude. <laughs> That's how you want to get your money's I worth. I mean, there are, I and mean, I think that is a real. I think it's the same people who sit front row and jaw to athletes mm. who could sprint circles around yeah, them and yeah. make them look like complete fools. But these guys are talking shit yeah. to NBA athletes. Would you not? No, you wouldn't. Oh, okay. Actually, sit there and, and talk shit. Yeah, like. I'll yell from way up in the 300 section. Yeah, yeah. I was, but, that's why I asked. <laughs> but, like, actually being courtside, yeah. I, I would never talk shit. Is there anyone you would heckle if you're front row? No. <laughs> There's definitely people I would heckle. I don't see. I don't. I just I don't want that smoke back. Because even... The people I'm heckling are not giving me smoke back. At, in an NBA game? Mm-hmm. Who? Fucking Scott Foster and Demetrius oh, whatever his <laughs> name is. Uh, the refs. Oh, I would. Oh, if they were at those two refs were at any game I was at front row, I'm I'm I'll get kicked out. I will say the worst things, dude. You know how expensive front row is. You I would, know you would you would for get Scott Foster. Kicked, you would get yourself kicked out. Oh, for Scott Foster. If it was yeah. fourth quarter and it looked like it was going south. Okay. Sure. Okay. Maybe. Maybe I'll just be like, I hate you suck, Scott. Yeah, Scott. You suck, Scott. Scott Foster. But fourth quarter, I'm like. I'm going to bury your head and cut you in half. <laughs> Scott Foster sucks. <laughs> he sucks. Uh, okay, yeah. Okay, okay. But, okay. yeah, I just, uh, for me, there's... What were you saying, though? There's the mentality about, like, being I, I, but, but and... Yeah, but there's people who I think they think because they purchased a ticket mm-hmm. that gave them entrance into that sphere, mm-hmm. it's because I paid my... I paid to be here. He didn't. I get, he didn't, mind you. He just... He got the ticket for free? Yeah. Oh, he, he didn't. Did he buy Matt drinks at all? No, I did all night, and Dude, food. If you get a free ticket, man, you gotta you gotta pay for some shit. Or shut the fuck up. Yeah, at least don't be a menace. <laughs> at least, at least, at least. And now I know. Next time I'll call you. 
even if you're miserable the whole time, at least you're not saying anything. I don't think I've never been to a live comedy show. What? But I, can, I can guarantee you that I would not be miserable. I know you wouldn't. I know you wouldn't be miserable, and I know you wouldn't heckle, but like, I was like, I don't know if Jake would like this. But now I know. I like comedy. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know. I mean, I'm not a, com- I'm not a comedy connoisseur. Yeah. Like you are. <laughs> yeah. But I have... I have you do, you do. I, the I have fact com- that you're referencing bits by, uh, what's his name? Which one? Uh, the, oh God, the Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, Tom Segura. Tom Segura. Tom yeah. Segura's great. I've seen everything Tom Segura's yeah, put out. Yeah, Tom Segura's great. Yeah, he's um, good. I would come see him if he came to Oh, yeah. One. But see, I'll tell you this. Those big comedians, when they do those theater shows, mm-hmm. it's not the same. I can't imagine. I can imagine. It's, it's, I went and saw Nick Swartzen in a big theater Mm -hmm. and i just like it was okay yeah there's got to be i think there's a part to it about the atmosphere of the comedy club i mean we're gonna go see blink at Mm -hmm. whatever that arena is sure and it's gonna be it's gonna be a big production it's gonna be a big show that's the building's gonna be packed but going and seeing plus 44 or going and seeing Angel as an Airwaves and going and seeing Boxcar Racer in small venues hits different. Mm-hmm. You're like, damn, dude, Tom is right there. Travis is right there. Mark is yeah. right there. Mm-hmm. And you're watching them. They're playing their Did instruments. Did you see all three of those uh-huh. bands live? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Come on, dude. That's really cool. Of course. You can say that. Yeah. Because I, I don't know how many people can say they've seen Plus 44. Or Boxcar Racer. Yeah. Boxcar was, Racer. It was one album and done. They were headlining. And the used opened up for them. Boxcar racer headlined. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I had no idea they were. Oh, like, it was. I mean, consider- Tom and Travis, dude. People were going to see it. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was like heyday for Blink. Yeah. So. Mid Blink. Mm-hmm. So, but where were we going with that? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there are other. I think there's other environments that it's not just live performance. I think there is something when there is a shared. I think I think it it comes down to there's a shared also one those are professionals but I think there's also an added component to live performances mm-hmm. that you owe it to the people around you not to ruin their experience right. at the same time and I think that 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 aspect of it transcends to other places as well mm. not just necessarily live shows for instance mm-hmm. like I went to one of the most memorable experiences was going of for me was going to Pearl Harbor and and going out, you take like the, the boat and it goes out and you can go basically out to the platform Mm -hmm. that sits above the USS Arizona. When you get, there was people talking, milling about Mm -hmm. and they didn't, the the person didn't even have to, the person who was the tour, the the boat operator, Mm didn't even have to he eventually said it as like but he didn't have to say it Mm -hmm. because the second you see like you get close enough to be able to look down and see the arizona yeah it shuts you the if you're a normal person it should shut you the f up like uh somebody told us about the tomb of the what is it the tomb of the uh the tomb of the uh forgotten soldier forgotten soldier mm-hmm. and somebody taking selfies at that tomb. yeah like you don't <laughs> that's that kind of shit you do not yeah. do. want it's super disrespectful but uh, I mean, it's the same thing at museums being loud in a museum yeah. like you don't like people go there to for an experience mm-hmm. don't be the dude that ruins that experience mm-hmm. for other people tell me about that place though what do you say 
when you guys got there he was like you know please um you know photography is okay but Mm -hmm. please make sure you've got your flashes off and please make sure if you're going to talk it's at a very low volume wow dude i was on that platform for probably 20 25 minutes Mm -hmm. i didn't hear a single person speak wow which is i probably got it was probably rare i'm sure there are douches Mm -hmm. but i was so thankful that that wasn't yeah wasn't like that like same thing with like the vietnam memorial in Mm -hmm. dc um korean war memorial Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. some Mm -hmm. of those places really have a like the 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 atmosphere of it too but like too like when you walk into a a club for a live show Mm -hmm. i feel like a person who's aware can feel like there's a little like literal a palpable yes uh feeling that i think th- i think that comes across yeah. to you that you f- i think you've most normal people feel and are respectful of that maybe first, maybe alcohol like takes that away first thing but, he does dude first thing he does the stage is maybe a foot high maybe six inches maybe eight inches it's it's small is he a tall dude yeah he's tall he's like six Two, six, three. Okay. He's a tall guy. The stage is small. First thing he does, we go and get sat, and we're on the opposite side of the stage from the entrance. And he asks the waiter, hey, if I need, to, if I wanted to smoke a cigarette, do I have to go outside? And he's like, yeah. And he goes, all right, I'll be back. He goes outside. He goes all the way around the, the walkway, which is, here's the stage for those watching. Here's the stage. Here's like seating, and then there's a walkway behind that seating, and then more seating. Mm. So he gets up and walks around the seating to the door on the opposite side. When he comes back, he cuts across, walks on the stage, and then sits at their table. And I go, dude, don't walk on the stage. Management came over and said, you do that again, you're gone, dude. Don't walk on the stage. First thing. First thing. It immediately set the tone for the night. Mm. So, speaking of live performances, <laughs> I went to Cheyenne School had a multicultural night last night, and you know this is this is something that I really look forward to um, experiencing as a parent is going to these kind of things. Sure, I love this stuff. Okay. This is this is history. I love that public interaction. I like community i like going to those things um so i definitely wanted to go but also they had um they had some uh presentations and performances that i really really wanted to see but i also wanted to give a shout out real quick um have you seen this book before first families of vancouver african-american community no so from world war ii to 21st century by jane elder wolf so this is a First Families book on, you know, like you said, for uh, African-American communities in Vancouver. Because, I, s- I mean, it, it took a long time for African-Americans to even be allowed to move here. Right. Which is so, crazy to think. And, and it's sponsored by the NAACP hmm. of Vancouver. Great. So they were there. And I'd seen this book a million times, like, in other events. And I've, I've heard it being discussed. Mm-hmm. So I went over there and I was talking to them. And is I was the leader the same as, like, the head? Of the Vancouver chapter, still the same person. I don't know, honestly. Okay. Um, but I went over there and was was chatting with them, and I, uh, the the gal behind the table was also a former WSU student, so we started talking about that, and then she was like, "These books are free if you want it," and I was like, "What? Free? Yeah! Damn! Stoked!" So I got that book, and I'm gonna put it on my shelf. I want to read it. Um, so 
there was all this vent. There was food. There was tamales. I freaking love tamales, dude. Then they wow. have huh? had tamales for like a whole school for like everybody that was there. Then they had like Hawaiian, like a Hawaiian set with like the what is it called? I don't know what it's called. It's the sushi with the the spam. I don't know what it's called. People are shouting into their their speakers right now. Um, it's not poi. Poi is per like that purple. Yeah, I don't too. know what it is. Honestly, mm. people are so annoyed. I love it. <laughs> um, and then they had like uh like a uh, teriyaki like Hawaiian chicken with rice. Mm, like that just, shit's good. Oh, it's the best. They just had this huge spread of food and, and desserts. It was awesome. And then afterwards, they had um, let's see, in the gym they had a Fort Vancouver. Uh, not that anybody cares about. Fort Vancouver, but um, Pacific Islander Club. Uh, so those students came over and they did like Pacific Island dancing. Mm. Um, uh, I can't remember. Um, it was like Samoa and then some other um, nation that they were representative. I don't remember. Um, and then Rowena McKay, McKelly, she was Pacific Islander as well. And so they, let me get through everybody real quick. Then, uh, uh, they had an Aztec dancer, and then the performer was playing, like, these old, like, Aztec uh, drums that, like, hit different pitches, but then, like, doo, 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 doo. it was awesome. Hmm. Um, and then some traditional Mexican dancers um, in garb from all over the country, like, different regions, and then also played the music from the different regions and also did the dances from the different regions. I thought Mexicans were just Mexicans. Dude, you'd think so, right? They mm -hmm. just, like... <laughs> uh, anyways, so it was really cool showing all the different regions and the clothes that represented and the music represented. Awesome, but the uh, Rowena, she was her. It was she was playing with her brothers, and then uh, the bass player wasn't related to them. Great, they were great performers. Actually, I guess they performed live all over Vancouver, twenty one and over shows and under shows. Um, but they were playing like a lot of like Bruno Mars songs, and the kids were into it. Kids were into it, and I'm sitting there, and I'm so – I told you this at lunch. I'm so dad. I'm just arms crossed, kind of like nodding my head a little bit like, okay, I, I can get down to this. Well, the kid next to me is no joke, like finger waving, just the way you want, like getting into it, riffing, feeling it. The guy singing goes, I see you, girl. It was Cheyenne. <laughs> so – when I told you this, mm -hmm. okay, so then what I'll say, the music stopped. Now it was like everybody's setting up for the next event, and she's just belting the songs that we just heard. She's riffing. I'm like, hey, relax, dude. Like, it, it ain't the Cheyenne show. Let's get prepared for the next show. And she's like, you're always telling me to stop singing. I'm like, it's just, it's just not the time, dude. It's not mm -hmm. the space. I'm trying to get her aware of the spatial tones. Sure. Um, which got you to ask, you said that that is the kind of stuff that when you look back, the way she was vibing and like riffing and like finger popping while she was singing to it, you're like, oh, like that's like the kind of things that like when you're older, you know, you have those memories of you doing things similar to that or, or maybe not, but just memories that you're just like cringe. You're like, oh, I can't believe I did that. So did you have an example? Oh, I mean, yeah, I've got a few. <laughs> what do you got <laughs> well one that really comes to mind was uh we would always go to we had this family group of friends growing mm -hmm. up like all the the parents i think were i think the, all the wives kind of had a group and then the husbands were kind of forced to oh, okay be along with that because all that we all had they all had kids yeah 
boys of like the same age. Right. There was like six families. The I think. power of the media. So each uh, each family took turns doing a party mm-hmm. on one of the major like get together holidays. Okay. So one had Christmas. One That's had New rad. Year's. One had whatever. Yeah. So. <clears throat> Not rad. I I mean. I had fun as a kid. Okay. Yeah, but it was also an excuse for stupid little, like, stupid kids to do uh-huh. stupid things. Okay. And one of the main, I, I just can remember just running around just doing stupid things thinking you're super cool. Oh, yeah. And one, there's, like, this picture of me. I always will remember it. Oh, no. But I'm, like, sitting there, and I'm, like, full on, like, Ash Ketchum. Peace sign? Peace sign. <laughs> and I'll always remember this picture because yeah. somehow it ended up getting to my parents and it's like i think it's in one of my photo albums that my mom has put together and it's just me just going (laughs) i look so go and it's just one of the like and i but in that moment i just remember being in the basement of that house i can remember all of the things around it and just thinking i was so effing cool yeah because we were like i think we were all given like or some of us had were you into pokemon the little Oh, I loved Pokemon um, cards, but I don't think yeah. Oh, and the show. Did you play? Yeah. Oh, kind of. I don't I played, know I played, anyone that played. I played way more Yu-Gi-Oh than I did Pokemon. Whoa, that's a. Are you even allowed to say that? <laughs> <laughs> I loved Yu-Gi-Oh, and uh, like I think in like sixth or seventh grade, I, oh, I played a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh. Wow. But uh, turns out you were go. I did. I <laughs> did a lot of shit. I had a lot of stupid shit. Also, I was thinking like oh, when it, I was like super into Harry Potter. In like the yeah. third grade, as everybody was, right? But I remember playing Harry Potter as a, um, as Wait. like a, as like a kid in third. Like or fourth you guys grade. are pretending to be Harry Potter, like literally holding pretend brooms, yeah. down by our crotches. Oh, okay, and just like flying and like <laughs> flying around. <laughs> I remember when Backstreet Boys was really in. There was like I this mean, little they're like, still in at Lincoln. Yeah, I mean, yes, they never died, yeah. but. Lincoln, uh, Lincoln Elementary. This is when, like, I think uh, the Back in Blue mm-hmm. album had just come out, and uh, there's this like at Lincoln Elementary. Still to this day, there's like this a big green electrical box mm-hmm. that's like right on the edge of the field and the asphalt. Mm-hmm. And I remember us taking turns singing what lyrics we knew of Backstreet yeah. Boys, and then pretending to like jump off and do like a pose midair. Midair, yes. And I just think back to those times and been like, oh, my God, I was such an idiot. Yeah, dude. I don't know if that shame or embarrassment will come for that one, dude. (laughs) Like, that's this kind of stuff that haunts me at, like, midnight as a 32-year-old. You wake up. It's like, what were the people around me thinking of that time? You're just a goof. You're a kid. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But then I just assumed that people just kept thinking I'm that goof. Yeah. The whole rest of my life. I don't think you so. do one dumb thing in yeah. high school. And that's 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 your that's, that's your who thing. You are. That's yeah. who you are. I don't. I really, really, really tried to think of some things. And now that you you brought up those, like I used to do the same thing. Um, but like Power Rangers was my thing. Mm. We used to run around and be like, "I'm the White Ranger." No, I'm the Green Ranger. No, I'm the Red Ranger. You'd fight over which Ranger you'd be. Um, but the things that I wrote down were when I was a teen. I was a teen. And my mom, uh, her best friend, um, had kids kind of the same age as, uh, 
as us. And they would, the best friends would always hang out. They were in like bowling leagues together. So they'd always go bowling and then we'd always hang out afterwards or go to dinner afterwards or we'd spend holidays together. And I remember one night they were, we were at our house. We're, we were rarely at our house. We were always at my mom's friend's house. But we're there and they're like listening to like, the electric slide and shit like all these like 70s tunes nice. and i'm mocking them like dancing and i'm i'm like like being obnoxious like trying to be like a goof flailing and dancing and just like kind of stomping my foot on the ground and i just like i went up i jumped up and i went to like stomp my foot on the ground and i snapped my toe Oh, shit. <laughs> I broke it, and then I fall to the ground, and I'm like, "Oh, my toe, my toe!" And, and I'm then like, no, no one believes you. Well, nobody. They're all dying of laughter, and I'm. I, this is SpongeBob ripping his pants. I'm like, I'm gonna break my toe every day. Um, and so <laughs> then I'm like grabbing my knee and like pulling it up towards me. Tor- like, mm-hmm. Oh, ow, ow! And then I just pulled it so hard, I cracked my face with my knee, and then my nose was all. <laughs> up that so uh the last part of the spongebob thing he yeah. goes ripped pants have ripped off that was his last thing to try to get the crowd back yeah it didn't work no nope. so i'm i'm hurting and i'm like oh my knee and i cracked my face with my knee and everyone thought it was funny and then i had to wear like this flat like shoe to keep my toe because there's nothing you can do for a broken toe there's nothing you can do mm-hmm. they don't yeah, they don't brace it. They don't uh, cast it. They mm-hmm. just put me in a flat boot to keep my foot flat, and I tightened it so there's no wiggle, and that was it. Yeah, there really isn't much they can do. Real quick about broken bones, I I broke my ankle skateboarding, um, broke my toe dancing, <laughs> but when I broke my ankle, it was up, and my mom, you know, I, she's pushing me around in the wheelchair in the hospital, and she's like, "Well, you know, that's what you get. You're skateboarding is dangerous. It's going to happen sometimes." And blah blah blah. And I was just being—I don't remember what I said. My foot's out. I'm being a smartass, and I said something smartass to her, joking, but like a raz. She turns and bashes my ankle into the wall on purpose. Nice <laughs> mom. Like, ah! Nice and she's mom. like, "Maybe watch your mouth when I'm pushing you in a wheelchair." And I'm like, "Oh God." So the other the other embarrassing story that I wrote that has to do with musicals okay. is I was to my middle school teacher. You'll love this. All the classic musicals high school musicals right uh the high school musical no not the high school musicals but any musical that has ever been done in a high school my high school my middle school middle school this is middle school my middle school music teacher and uh theater teacher he was like who was also my elementary school music teacher when i was a kid and then when I got to middle school, he was there. And I was like, oh, shit, he's going to be my choir teacher, my musical theater teacher. Random. But he was like, I'm going to write a new musical. A new musical? Combining all of the best songs from all of the best musicals. Oh, dude. <laughs> I bet this was fire. It was probably the worst production ever made, dude. And what sucks is that, like, you go and when you do those things as a kid, you get like all of the family around of the teachers oh, who yeah. are like who have to be there, and then they pretend that it was super cool, yeah. and you're like super into it, trying to perform it. It gets yeah. way worse, Jake. Oh, I can't wait to hear. So you. he's like, "All right, Jeff, you, you know, I'm just in the in the choir, right? I'm singing, I'm I'm doing the little dance moves, blah 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 blah." He's like, "But I want your uh, this thing, this production, really only calls for like two main characters, but a bunch of side characters." And, he, and we're like, tra- I don't remember if it was a time travel, but we're going to all these different mu- scenarios where we're going to sing 
Uh, anything you can do, I can do better. No, you can't. Yes, I can. What scenario is going to, other than the original musical, is that going to prompt? But he wrote it into this musical that he wrote. Uh, and I think it was like going to different scenarios. He's like, listen, I know you're a skateboarder, right? Skateboarders are a little bit rebellious, right? I was like, sure. He's like. This is a fellow student. No, this is my teacher. Oh, the teacher. <laughs> I thought this was a fellow student. No. And he's like, I'm going to, there's like, I want this to be like this moment. It's this comedy moment, right? And I was like, okay, I can do comedy. And he's like, you're going <laughs> to, you're already in your face. You're ready. You want it. <laughs> he goes, uh, he goes, okay, I want you to be like, like save the whales. And I'll have a sign and you'll, you'll be like, I want to save the whales. And like, I don't care what happens. That's his, I don't, oh. that's his thing of like, yeah. that's edgy. Oh yeah. And he's like, and we'll put like this long like hippie wig on you. Skateboarders for whales. Listen, and then he's like, so then, if you can, if you can do it safely, I'll have you like skate off the stage onto like a pad, but we'll have you skate off. And I was like, I'm in, dude. This is gonna be epic, dude. Everybody's gonna see me on my skateboard. Know what I'm about. They're gonna know that I shred and then I'm a bad boy. (laughs) I'm gonna show everybody. I thought about getting a tattoo beforehand just to up the ante mm-hmm. I mean, you gotta do what you gotta <laughs> or do. get like those ed hardy sleeves bro or bedazzled yes. jeans the bedazzled jeans so <sighs> this is so embarrassing oh it's so embarrassing so n- night comes night of the production we're gonna do this so i was like telling my friends like dude what I'm going to do. Oh, this is. Oh, God. I don't think I've ever told this. I don't think I've ever told this. This is awesome. The only people who know this are the people that were there. Oh, God. Okay. So I was like, listen, after I jump off, I'm going to stand up and be like, whoa, and then fall back down like, whoa, that that crash really took me out. And then I got up almost like the Tweety Birds are flying over my head. And then I'll fall down again for a second laugh. And everyone's like, dude, do it. Do it. Go for it. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to ad lib. That's such a great idea. Dude, I'm going to ad lib it. So time comes and I'm like, hey, man, you got to save the whales, bro. (laughs) I don't remember what my line was. And you kick off on your skateboard. So then I put my board down and I kick off and I ride off. It's just riding off, right? Right. I've jumped off ramps, right? It's just me riding off a platform onto a foam, right? But you're, I'm going to guess, you're so focused on the next part. No, no. No? Okay. All right. Plans did not get communicated. I ride off onto the foam. Okay. And then I stand up and I go, whoa. And then I go to fall back. Somebody had removed the mat. So I fell straight back on my head and rocked it on the floor. And you just hear, boom. And I was like. Just a smack. Just. It's just full plank straight on my head. Was this in like a really high ceiling, like gymnasium oh, yeah. oh, thing? Oh, gymnasium, auditorium, musical room. And I was like. So everything just ac- that dude, that echoes. There's no talking. There's no song. It's me just, just concussed on the ground. So, I mean, you really did have the whoa. Yeah. Whoa, dude, skating's hard. <laughs> oh, dude. It, I, I will never forget. I honestly sometimes will randomly, that memory will come in, just weasel its way into my dome. And I'm just like, I just remember the pain and just the stun of like, and then I'm like, why the fuck did I get back up and try to pretend like, whoa, dude. 
so stupid. The show must go on. I was trying to. I was trying to take over the show, dude. I was trying to own the show. Is what I was trying to Sounds do. Sounds like you did, dude. Sounds like you did. The whales, man. The whales, bro. You gotta see the whales, skater boy. See you later, boy. <laughs> Stupid. Oh, what did you have for me today? Well, um, that tape measure. Yeah. Okay. This is John Deere, man. I think that, I got that, that when that, I worked at John Deere. That ain't no Bob. That's no Bobcat. Mm-mm. That's a John Deere. Is Bobcat American? I have no idea. No, but I can neither. tell you one John Deere is. Mm-hmm. John Deere man. John Deere man. Uh, right. Let me pull up my notes here. Added a few things. Mm, okay. Uh, let's see here. Um, let's see. Young corn. Oh. Young corn. I'm. That's it. We're going with it. Young I can tell by your mouth twitch. We're going with it. <laughs> but what about the region beta paradox or galaxy cluster conundrum? Ooh. Beta corn. Young corn? Young corn. All right. So Sorry, mixed two. No, you're you're, you're good. <laughs> Beta corn. So I'm uh I was hosting on Saturday. My friend Keenan, who I hadn't seen in a long time, was gonna come over. Uh hit up my friend Matt. I was like, Hey, Keenan's coming over. You guys wanna you guys wanna come over to London? Because mm-hmm. we're all all three of us were you know, our our friends and we hadn't seen each other in a long time. And they're like, sure. I'm like, all right, you guys hosted last time, I'll host this time. Mm-hmm. So I go shopping. You're I a was, great host, by the way. It gets brought up a lot. Who who knows that? My wife. Oh, I try. She says Jake's a great host. He's a really great host. No, I try. I knew you'd appreciate. You guys that. need That's to. I, I do you. appreciate that. I put a lot of effort. <laughs> I know into you it. do. <laughs> so I was like, I uh, so Matt's wife and Matt's son mm-hmm. are both vegan. Oh, okay. So I've never like, I want to be conscious of that. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what can I make that is going to be vegan friendly? Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'll do like rice bowls. I'll uh, mm-hmm. I'll make my own rice. Uh, I'll add uh, corn, black beans, uh, like uh, roast some peppers, a um, okay. couple other things like uh, tortilla strips. Are you cooking these in the house on the stove? Uh, in the house. Okay. Yeah. So it's like sounds right. like a very grill type. Yeah. If I had had a grill, yeah. it would have been a lot better, yeah. I think, probably. But it worked. Okay. On the stovetop and the oven, mm-hmm. like kind of combining like. Mm. Uh, so like I had started like two multiple hours beforehand. I was getting everything ready. I went to Winco, doing all my shopping. The last thing I needed mm-hmm. was corn. Mm-hmm. And I like corn. I was like, because I was trying to make this more of a kind of a, a Mexican themed thing. Mm. Not not totally right. I'm not authentic. You're culturally appropriate. I'm cult- culturally appropriate. <laughs> so I go down the Mexican aisle. Oh, and okay. I, and that's where I bought my black beans. Thank God we have an aisle. <laughs> you guys, no, Winco gives you guys. A half an aisle. We get half an aisle. That's more than the Barnes and Nobles. You, you gives get us. It, you get so they 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 mash the the Italian and the Mexican on the same aisle. What's Italian? Like pasta, pasta sauce. Okay, pasta. okay, okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> so I mean, clearly not Mexican, right? So I, uh, I that's where I get the black beans, but there wasn't yeah. any corn there, and I was mm. like, "What oh, is maize? Not Mm-mm. you weren't getting maize. You were getting corn. Corn." So I was like, all right, I need to go find corn. So mm-hmm. I go back over to the canned goods. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to buy just the, like, I'm hosting, right? Like it needs to the be. The green giant it corn? It needs to be quality corn. Okay. Winco, I was going through the canned corn. Mm-hmm. And I come to, I was like, man, there's all of this difference. There's all these different, but they're all like cheap. I'm like, I need something that looks like 
organic. Mm, Something that, that like looks organic. It's just like it's a nice presentation <laughs> of a uh, of a can, okay. right? And it's, yeah. So I settled on this brand called Farmers. Farmers. And it looked. Looks solid. Organic. It was like two dollars more a can than the other stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, it's gotta be fancy, right? right? It's gotta and be I look it. at it and it just says farmers young corn. And I was like I'm like, all right, that's a bit weird. Like my corn young. Yeah. Like <laughs> I like my corn like I like my women. <laughs> so I was like, all right, a little hillbilly little hillbilly, a yeah. little little weird here. Like that's some strange marketing dude. Yeah. Like my corn young, but all right, it's the fanciest looking corn I got. And so I I buy like three cans of it. Yeah. Get home, get everything all prepped. I'm getting all my stuff prepped. Take the can opener, I'm opening and opening it. Pop the can, open the can once the can like peeled away and I look. I was like, "What the shit is this?" They were literally the mini baby corn. corns. They were baby corns. <laughs> that's, that, dude. That's young corn. <laughs> Who calls it young corn? I don't know. It's definitely baby corn. It's baby corn, but they called it young corn. And I was like, all right, it must be fresh, right? It's it's canned young. I'm like... Young corn? So it's young corn. <laughs> so I'm like, the shit I'm going to do with this? Did you serve it? Yeah. Oh, so like, yeah, I, I love so it. So I did. cut it in half. I'm like, I you don't have... You should have like cut the kernels off. Yeah, I'm like, I don't have time, but it's like, it's all like, it's mushy. It's like... Yeah, it's oh yeah. Not, it's, it's mushy, right? Yeah. It's young corn. Yeah. A little, little flabby. So like I cut it, I sliced them all in half. Okay. And then I, uh, and then I like I kind of like fried them sure. with different with the peppers and mm-hmm. the black beans and softened them up a bit. Like I mean that sounds good. It ended up being all right. Yeah. But I was just like young corn. Like, yeah. Of course. What a weird way I, to market that. I don't know, but of, I was like, of course I fell for young corn. Why can't I just buy the normal fucking corn? Yeah, I mean, you were trying to be a good host. I was trying to be a good host. You are the host with the most. I try to be. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you guys need to come over so I can host. Well, I mean, Cheyenne doesn't want to see the baby. The whalesy. The whalesy. All right, one more. Uh, do you want to talk about anything else? Let's go one. No, let's go one more for you. We need one more. Yeah. All right, we need. One we don't more. need one more, but let's do it. That's a that's a classic. Ocean's Eleven what? line, you know, in Ocean's Eleven when uh, uh, George Clooney's character, he's asking Brad Pitt's character. It's like they're trying to they're putting together their their ten man. They're like, we got ten. Do you think we need one more? And then like, all right, we need one more. Mm, I love it's a Brad class, Pitt. It's a cra- It's a classic line. He's so. Have you seen Ocean's Eleven? Yeah, like when it came out. It was a good movie. Ocean's Twelve and Thirteen, but what about Ocean's the newest one? The one with all the women? Yeah, didn't watch it. What is that one called? I don't know. Ocean's Eight. Ocean's Eight. Ocean's yeah. Eight. Yeah. Isn't it a prequel? I don't remember. Yeah, I have no <laughs> idea. I don't watch that Which, shit. What, now you pick the best one. Well, okay. Um, no, don't even tell me. Just, just go into it. Tell me, Daddy. Okay. Okay. Region Beta Paradox. Okay. So the the, the paradox this is about Dimitri? Here is the worse the situation, okay, you're actually better off. Then I, that sounds like a great kind of just over umbrella mm-hmm. explanation of my curse versus pow- superpower. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Okay. So, like, think about this, okay. right? Thinking. If you are making a decision mm-hmm. and you're like, I need to go to the store. Mm-hmm. The store is a mile away. Mm-hmm. And you're like, or whatever the distance is that is walkable for you. So, like, just say for for instance, like, <laughs> okay. 
it's close enough for me to walk, so okay. I'm going to walk. And okay. it takes you longer mm-hmm. to get to the uh, to the store mm-hmm. than it would be is if like, oh, the store's two miles away. That's too far for me to walk. I'm going to drive. Okay. You get you can actually go two miles faster than you can walk a mile. Mm-hmm. So you're better, even though the store is two miles away. Technically, Going that's further. technically that's worse. Right. But because it's worse, it forces you to make a choice that actually benefit that actually benefits you in the long run. Okay. Does that kind of make sense? I mean, a little. It's a little brain fryy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so like. Think the worse the situation, mm-hmm. the better. It mm-hmm. forces you to move, right? Right, right, right. Uh, passableness. So, like, it's I'm okay where I'm at. Mm-hmm. It's not great, mm-hmm. but I don't want. It's not worth. Is it worth the effort to mm-hmm. change? Is it worth the effort to? Oh, okay. To make okay. a change, right? To weigh the risks of moving on from my current situation. Okay. If it's okay, it's passable, right? It's right. not bad. Yeah. You're less it's not good or bad. You don't have that inertia mm-hmm. of a terrible situation forcing you to get out. Okay. So usually when like if you're in a bad situation, you're going to do something to make it good. Mm-hmm. If you're in an, a good situation, obviously you're going to stay there. It's good. Yeah. But if you're in a passable situation, generally most people I I think all of us are guilty of this. Are going to stay in that situation and not look to actually better our situation. Ooh, so we end okay. up. So we end up. We would actually be better off mm-hmm. if we were in a worse situation than if we were actually in a passable situation. Okay. Think about somebody okay. in a toxic, abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. If the person is just like kind of verbally abusive, whatever, mm-hmm. you're like, I can deal with that. Mm-hmm. Someone who's an actual <laughs> piece of shit. Yeah. Is actually going to force you to leave that person yeah. event, like theoretically, yeah. right? And we're thinking theoretically, right? So I came across this theory, and I was like, "That's actually really interesting." Mm-hmm. So, what do you like? Do you have any thought? Do you have any thoughts on that? I 100 percent think about that exact situation in my current position at work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like. Like it's a it was a it was a slingshot move right for me mm-hmm. uh, monetarily and career wise right, but I also I also see myself like I've I, we talked about this like long term goal setting and I I like to have something the carrot dangled in front of me to kind mm-hmm. of encourage me to go there, um, but that's always because of maybe the situation that I'm in I'm like I don't like this let's put a carrot out there so that I can get over there so then mm-hmm. I feel better about where I'm at sure. well now that carrot brought me here and there isn't really anywhere to go at the moment other than kind of just let's just stay here and get good at it Mm -hmm. and then we'll see so that looks that's fine in the short term and right but if you stay there for a long time and you're miserable and you're just like I don't know if I'm miserable (laughs) well it's too early to really say right right because you are all still training yeah but I feel like this is like something that's long. Like yeah. this works more in long run yeah. situations. That's not necessarily like, right. It's really hard once you become really established and rooted in something. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you know, it's good. It's good enough. Why would I do anything yeah. to get better? Yeah. Because as Bart Simpson says, uh-huh. eat my shorts. <laughs> that, <laughs> but Bart Bart Simpson classically says that. Things can sometimes be better 
they can always be worse. Mm-hmm. So why take the risk yeah. of possibly having something better yeah. if the alternative ends up being way worse? I feel like I've always taken the risk. Mm. Okay. I feel like I'm almost I have almost always taken the risk. I'm the exact opposite. I'm super risk averse. Really? Yeah. I feel like weighing everything, I'm just like F it. I'm going for it. And and it's never but but okay. I love this. I love this. Just career wise, you're risk adverse. I'm risk challenge challenging. We're at the same fucking face. <laughs> Very true. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Say what you mean. Thank <laughs> you.